0: Friends, welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always, uh, not as always, but as always for the Phantasm franchise, our uh, friend and returning co-host, Carmelita Valdez-McCoy. Welcome back.
1: Hello, friends.
0: We're here to do to the Phantasm franchise what they did to that (laughs) horse
1: we're here to put it in the ground
0: uh too soon too soon <laughs> uh no. plug yeah we hope you guys have been enjoying the uh october mega marathon you know the deal 31 days 31 pods uh so in that that vein we do two franchises every year phantasm this year carmelita's joined us for the entire ride so we're very excited that you were able to do that excited you're able to see it through to the end here today um i was like excited to, hell yeah hell yeah Would you like to tell the people where to find you before we get rolling here?
1: Sure. Film Alchemist listeners can find me on Twitter and (laughs) Letterboxd. Same handle for both, at Carmelita Says.
0: That's right. And, uh, guys, if you're here, we're assuming you're enjoying the October Mega Marathon. If you want every pod, all 31 this month, you got to go to patreon.com slash pod. The listeners and patrons there actually voted on which movies they wanted to be the patron exclusives this month. So if you would be so kind, go over there, patreon.com slash Malcolm is pod. Why not get the extra three? Why not? Just do it. You know yeah. you want to. Um, so yeah, if you can, we would appreciate it. All right, Phantasm five, Ravager. <laughs> this is the game. We set out a game for ourselves. Uh, I'm not even gonna read the trivia.
1: Yeah, not necessary.
0: Yeah, I, I don't need to know more. That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> the The game that we established for ourselves yesterday. Before we start doing anything that might sound slanderous, we between between us. So this will be six things. We each have to say three mm-hmm. things we really like about Phantasm Ravager. And then we can uh, maybe say some things that have left us scratching our heads. So I will give you first <laughs> ups while the plate is still the most full platform style. Okay. What was something you liked about Phantasm Ravager?
1: I got two like right off the top of my head. The third oh, damn, one, okay. I'm, I'm struggling. Okay. First of all, I think, especially like the desert stuff, just kind of the it actually looks really good. The technology has come up so that even something with a low budget Mm -hmm. can look super crisp. Like all that Reggie stuff in the desert looks really good.
0: Okay. Okay. I
1: I thought. All right. So what was
0: your second one?
1: My second one was I like the bookend as we're looking at these, these three friends across time. This all the span of the years of their lives together, the first film uh-huh. is like young people coming to grips with death, right, the loss of parents, the unexpected loss of a brother trying to make sense of death and mm. and your grief, right. I like that this film now Reggie is maybe. In one of these realities, he's in a home and he has dementia and he's at the end of his life. Okay. And now he's coming to grip with his own impending death. Okay. It's not the experience of a young person trying to make sense of of death. It's now the experience of a person who's lived this whole life having to, like, face... Really face their own mortality. I thought that was kind of cool thematically as a bookend to the series.
0: Okay. Um... I like the kaiju sized orbs, even though <laughs> they're cool. so fucking dumb. If you think of it in the context of like what this movie is and what the tall man is, yeah. What brain goes in there? Why not just lead with those? But if you take out all the right. questions, the image of Looks a giant cool. orb destroying buildings, that just tickles my fancy. I like yeah. giant sized kaiju monsters fine. Um, My number two would be, I love that Reggie's about to get laid for the first time in all these movies, <laughs> and he falls asleep because he's old. Because
1: he's old.
0: After the worst singing ever that's about to work, I thought that was a sweet touch to the movie.
1: I thought so, too. The old Reggie, came- just like, he
0: can't keep his wick as dry as it used to, and he's like.
1: When she comes down the stairs, I was like no
0: yeah she's like maybe i'll no. bang him and i was like that saw i no. literally have in my notes that worked
1: <laughs> don't tell me that don heard that little song she did and decided i'm gonna throw him a pity fuck don't tell me that's about to happen that's
0: exactly what was gonna happen and when they didn't i laughed out loud yes, i was like i yes. love this thank you i love this is an homage to where we've been with reggie so those are my I- two so number three <laughs> yes number three one more thing you liked about this movie.
1: Um, So when we jump to the alternate dimension in the, the, the post-apocalyptic hospital.
0: The hellscape.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought there was some really great shots in there. Like some cool horror moments. Like there's one shot where Reggie's coming down this dark corridor and it's all black. And then, in the background you see this the light from a door opening. Like stuff like that I thought very cinematic, look cool. Mm-hmm. And I could forget for a moment that I didn't know why we were in this uh, alternate dimension.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh <laughs> damn a third thing I liked about Ravager.
1: <laughs> you can do it. I know you can.
0: Uh I liked <laughs> that they brought back the all man's woman form yeah yeah even though again it's one of those you're like if you take out any thought or question you're like oh cool they took us back to his shape-shifting sexual ways but then she just gets like a deadite face and screams and is killed and is not him
1: i don't know yeah it doesn't
0: end well for her nor does it help the story or does it work (laughs) but i thought that was cool to see that come back
1: and the image was cool of her.
0: And that lady kept it right. She's looking better than any of the yeah. rest of them at this age. No, she age. looks great. I guess her, Mike kept it looking pretty dragging, tight. Yeah.
1: Because like, she was kind of and floating sparking. in her fleets. Yeah, and the sparks. That, that was, was really cool.
0: cool. I like that too. I would yeah. say Mike aged the best, but he was also like 20 years younger when it happened.
1: He was also younger than the rest of them, yes.
0: Her for being the same age as like Jody and Reggie, time was way kinder to her.
1: Yeah, she looks great. <laughs> and Angus is great.
0: looking the roughest, dude.
1: And, well, and he, and he like died before this old... was released i
0: know how fucking yeah. awful is that but he was just so like old and soft looking yeah like i almost didn't want him to do tall man anymore like that scene when they're in the beds right and he's like oh we're in this ward together i was like i want him to be more jebediah in this one yeah like, it just didn't look right when he was tall manning anymore like he he looked soft and old and i wanted to hug him and and cuddle him you know i didn't want to like battle bring
1: him a jello yes hospital
0: yes so when i saw him in that hospital room and he like had his little glasses on i was like oh okay the tall man stuff with him um was not working great because the thesis of this movie right we even start with the tuning fork sound that's how him and reggie are attached apparently um i can't tell any more what's real He has the power to change time, dimension, and even dreams. They say the red planet changed him, but again, will not fucking offer us any information on how. And then it said, (laughs) he's taken everything from me. I'm alone. Philosophically love that headspace for a phantasm movie.
1: Yeah, especially for the last one.
0: Right. The tall man being so softened. Right, I think the idea of it being a Reggie fever dream is Mm. horrendous. I
1: think
0: it's horrendously done. And I think if you rewatch the movie, I think the movie's playing more that this was all Reggie and the tall man never existed. When you get to the end of the movie and Reggie starts fantasizing and he turns around with his gun and hell starts leaking into the thing and he kills the doctors... And rides away with Jody and Mike.
1: It does look very cool,
0: right? That is not a story that's telling us right. that Phantasm is a real tale, and that I don't like.
1: But you watched the post credit sequence, right?
0: What? No, I didn't watch the post credit sequence. Yeah, what happened? I think There's I was so excited sequence. to turn it off that I just did. What no, did I miss? They're... I'm ashamed <laughs> as a
1: host. It's Rocky. So okay. Rocky comes back rocky comes back so the post i did sequence, in the like last mid, one they did the thing when sequence. he was
0: pulling stuff out of his trunk and he had the rocky nunchucks or this one right ah uh, okay yes they okay, pay off so, the nunchucks at the farm
1: so so after at the end of the movie they drive away the credits start rolling and then we get this this sequence where chunk most unfortunate name for a little person not great that's, don't not love great. that. <laughs> you know cuz cuz in the alternate dimension he blew himself up, right? Well, yeah. no. He crawls out of the portal and he's like all charred but not burned, like he's got like soot all over him and he crawls out and Rocky's waiting for him. Like I knew you would be here. Come on, our ride's coming. And then Jody, Mike and Reggie pick them up. And they start driving down the highway, and so we see that, the big orbs in the sky. That
0: specifically tells us this is an unreality. Chunk had at least <laughs> six hand grenades on his tits. <laughs> he has a foot and a half of torso. That's about a grenade every four inches. Yeah,
1: I mean, he I fucking don't know. died.
0: He fucking died. If this is not dement. That last scene in the car when he's like, it's just so good to see you guys again. I know. They're dead. Jody's been dead since the first one. We've all known that.
1: Right, right. Yes.
0: The dementia thing, I think that <laughs> seems like a more interesting avenue than it ends up being. This sure. is the one where it it looks cheap. It's kind of got that digital washed out look sometimes. Yeah. It has like a porno aesthetic. You know, it's just like, so (laughs) I just don't know if this was the movie to try something that ambitious. Sure. If you're going to do the dementia thing and it's going to be Reggie versus the tall man, finally. All right. I'm into that movie. That movie I can do. You have to really sit and think. And they talked about how the original script was like these futuristic soldiers, whatever. Um and how the, this was like a super fan who had written this, right? Like a fan fiction of like what they wanted at the end of it. That's not what this movie became. No, no, the, this, the, the whole, I, I hate from the start, even though it is very in line with phantasm one, this could all not be real. Yeah. We're Sick of that. Right. This is supposed to be Reggie showing down with the tall man. And he just never does. Maybe in moments he gets to, you know, Why would I want my zombie family back? You took everything. You know, fuck you. I'm not letting you infect anyone else. All right. All right, man. But the tall man is reduced again in this one. I felt like in three, they really deepened him. Four, we kind of continued that and then didn't finish it. And in this one, the the tall man is a cartoon delusion of an old dementia patient. Right. Right. Like this one doesn't have any of that that character that the tall man's built up. And you could say that maybe Angus just wasn't up to it anymore. Could be. And that. and that that's that's rough, man. I don't – you know how some people, like, you're on your deathbed, you don't want people to come visit you and you remember how bad it is. They want you to, you to remember them as they were. Sure, yeah. That's somehow – I do wonder, and I don't know if you feel this way, like, would I have just been better in my life never having seen Phantasm Ravager? Because now that's just, like, Pro- a part of my yeah, Phantasm probably. language.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably. (laughs) And that's
0: that's sad, man, because I do think there's stuff in this movie that is like I think Reggie's really good. Yeah. I like the Reggie journey. I just fucking hate the I think what they did to the tall man in this is near unforgivable. And if Angus couldn't do it, they shouldn't have made him do it.
1: Yes. They should have it
0: should have been tall Mike. If he couldn't physically do it, have him just be this like background maybe give him like a palpatine scene, right? He's there. Uh, Mike has become my pupil. Right? Mike was dying at the end of the last one, and he made the same bargain I made back when. And do Mike is the tall man. Like Mike is a soldier. Who does that what does that do for anyone?
1: I don't know. His little fucking what? nineteen
0: like nineties video game thing? Like,
1: I swear, I wrote in my notes when when Reggie is talking to Chunk, mm-hmm. and Chunk is kind of like they're they're comparing kind of Like, oh, you know the tall man? Yeah, we got a tall man. And the way that Chunk said it, I thought, oh, Mike is going to be the tall man. Like, there's a tall man, but it's not going to be the tall man that Reggie is expecting.
0: Yes. This is what the franchise has promised, is that Mike is turning into the tall man. Right. This could have been Reggie facing down with the tall man and his new creation, which was this kid that he gave everything to. Yeah. Right. Because his friend died, and he said, "I'll take care of this kid." Uh huh. And through his decisions and journey, he's made another fucking monster. That's interesting. And a guy with dementia who's struggling to remember his part in creating this monster, finally having some moments of clarity and doing such. If you pitch me that movie, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'd read that phantasm book. That's not what this is.
1: That's not what this is. No. That yeah, when they reveal that Mike the is a gorge. soldier. I'm yeah,
0: like, th- them across the gorge where they're like, pew, pew, they got their little guns. And I'm like, who fucking cares what? They're not even the cool guns from the franchise, like the quadruple barrel or the flamethrower. It's just like yeah. normal guns, like halo guns. And then he's <laughs> on the other side of a gorge with like four guys from the purge. Like we're barely even doing the minions now. <laughs> the orbs are kaiju size. So like, what's the point oh of even God. fighting the other guys?
1: Well, and when we did have the smaller orbs, I gotta say, I was real disappointed that it was all CGI orbs.
0: Yeah, like they did a good job in part four where like the swarm of them came out of the room. Yes. That was a great shot, but almost every other orb in that movie, right? The single
1: orbs were the normal practical. Even the
0: tits were real
1: orbs. Right, right.
0: right. When you start seeing them all, because like the start of the movie where they're chasing Reggie and they kill the, the nerd and whoever else.
1: That stole his car? Like what?
0: yeah that that does nothing
1: <laughs> I know. like
0: that those do. like those kills were almost like sad like when they when he kills that nerd on the road and they're like psst, they're spraying like some fake blood out yeah. right that's the classic signature of the orb is the little blood jet right for four movies, and now they're just some c g blood on a road this guy's in his underwear, it's chasing Reggie down, but you're like, is this it and even Reggie like catching it in the glove box and shooting it, you're like all right i guess that's fun but like is this what it's become right right This like mall arcade game there is a sadness to it and i think that's just the nature of these franchise ips that they wanted to keep making money off of but we were hitting this digital revolution where you could shoot Mm -hmm. video on demand movies for way cheaper digitally yes this was the inevitable hell that fucking a lot of these franchises ended up in right hellraiser has some of these yes Um, we talked about them yeah a lot this is where they go this is what (laughs) happens when this this is where your franchise is when you're not still fucking at the top of the heap so this was the hell this franchise was destined to and i think if you take that criticism out it is just what it is insulting the form of the movie is not supremely helpful No, no right so suffice it to say, the movie pretty much looks like shit across the board. Almost the whole movie, right? At best, a PlayStation <laughs> level game, game, right? Like it just—it really is hard to watch at times. <laughs> Take that out. We got one more ride with Phantasm. This is what I would ask you: What did this movie add to the franchise that we had not already covered better? Exactly. Well.
1: <laughs> I think that's a that, great question
0: that is the struggle is and why did we take this last ride?
1: yeah, I don't really have an answer for you.
0: do you feel like following Reggie through this added more empathy to Reggie? Were we happy with Reggie at the end of the movie? Did we vanquish the tall man in a way that made us cheer
1: no it's it's almost like the tall man doesn't even matter in this movie he
0: he literally doesn't. That's a great way to say it. If you plucked him out of this movie, what are you missing?
1: It would change almost nothing.
0: Yeah, he can't do the face. He can't do the voice. You just feel sad for him. And yeah. again, you're like, wait, so Jebediah Stone defeated the imperfect flesh, but now we're watching him in real time turn into this, like, cuddly old man. I know. Right? Yeah. It's it's sad. And if that's, use it. If you're going to do that. Right my form is fading right i have to take over this world. i've spent too much time in this world fiddling with mike and reggie and i'm weakening this is the moment yeah. they can fight him because he's been like anything
1: something, something give me
0: anything to fucking like put my feet on mm-hmm. right tell me why could, i'm taking one never, more you've never
1: you've never explained to us before yeah the actual mechanics of why he's immortal
0: right yeah why so, is he aging y- if you he had these write. giant orbs, why is he flowing in an army now? Why right. did he take so much fucking time right. in the 70s when he could have just called his army in, right? So maybe right. he made some choices. Maybe he was fucking guys in the funeral or the, the graveyard <laughs> and maybe he had a soft spot for them. Maybe Mike <laughs> cut him down and
1: maybe that infected him with
0: the thought of like, hmm, maybe it brought back some of the human. Maybe he stayed too long and that's why it's all going bad. Like
1: something. Yeah, I mean, you, you mean could write it. fucking thought. yeah. Give me thought.
0: that's what that's where this movie this this is the most soulless of the phantasm movies and I think if you're taking Reggie who's become this cult hero for a lot of us right he's another ash to me yeah absolutely who just does some sexual assault stuff that we don't like now you that know we I don't mean? like that part's not great but Reggie <laughs> Stop, is Reggie. As a character and an actor we love that right yeah if we're going to do this ride, this last ride of Reggie, who's literally the tall man has taken everything and now his mind is collapsing and he's got to say Mike one more time and he's going to give the last bit of his personhood, his mind to this battle with the tall man. That cannot be a soulless journey. That's so Agreed. disingenuous and sad to the fans of the franchise. Cause again, I think it's all there. Like, if you start talking about the ideas present in the movie had you just focused on them, you have right. what becomes a pretty, like, is it fun to see Don get killed and the horse get killed and Daniel Roebuck to get killed? I guess. But even the kills are kind of unfun in this one.
1: Okay. What? What was going on with Demeter? We forgot about in part hand.
0: four. We didn't even mention <laughs> that this all started with the tall man running over a dog. Oh, we totally forgot that in part four.
1: That did made we me forget or did we just block it out? We
0: blocked it out. I'm not a kill the dog person. Kill a person. No,
1: we're not kill the dog people yeah, around. Kill
0: here. a human. Don't fucking cheap out. It's witness. Yeah,
1: I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. So in this one, <laughs> Dawn mentions and it's it's very strange. So when she first takes Reggie to the house and she mentions, Oh yeah, I live here alone. Well, except for my farmhand demeter. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, what's up with farmhand demeter? And then when we finally meet him. And it's like, uh, it's really weird. He's like this. Trust a guy a,
0: who's Ukrainian who doesn't speak English. But right. we're in a world where the tall man has destroyed society, but they don't know about it because they're on yeah. a farm.
1: I don't understand.
0: This is what I, I mean. This, this reeks. <laughs> this is like if the asylum had made a phantasm movie. Sure. right it feels like you're just cobbling together like, all right, where to farm Reggie might fuck all right, we need that scene. uh, we gotta have some orb kills, all right, we got those uh Reggie's got dementia, all right, we got some scenes where he like looks old and he's in a blanket. uh tall man stuff, bad yeah. guys who are just gas mask people, like you can just see them like checking the boxes, mm-hmm. but there there's no there's no passion behind this movie. And to me, the greatest two sins a movie can have is be boring. Right. Yes. And I think bo- these are kind of twins, right? Cause I think boring movies spawn from when you can tell the people making the film don't really have a passion for what they're telling.
1: Yes. And I, I don't Those begrudge people having
0: a job, right? If you yeah, if you work on Phantasm five or 10, whatever, go get your paycheck, do your job. Great.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. You got to work.
0: But if you can tell the director and the writer and the storytellers are just getting a job done, that to me is what spawns boring, soulless movies. Yeah. This movie was the finale of a pretty heady franchise. Yeah. Right? A, it had the a last journey vestige that went back to
1: 1979.
0: That's right. And what did this movie want to tell us, the audience, on our way out? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't discern any rhyme or reason. Like even Wishmaster 3 we did last year, right? When mm-hmm. that went real digital and porn aesthetic, they still found this very interesting story of, oh my God, the gin's in love with the human. Like this great monster of the franchise has found possible love. Could he give up his evil ways? for lo- There's at least something.
1: Yeah, it's not a good movie.
0: It's not a great movie. But at least you're like, well, I haven't seen this yet in the franchise. <laughs> yeah. And other horrible graphics. I don't know what this movie has that I haven't seen. Reggie's <laughs> – I don't know what's worse, the graphics or Reggie's die job.
1: Right. That's pretty yeah, rough. You, That's a rough Well, you job. know, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking – Yeah. One of the things that we've talked about as we've gone through this series that sets this series apart is in the prior sequels – there was that continuity everything's connected you start the movie with a recap of where you left off and a recontextualizing and it's Mm -hmm. this clear passage of time and we're watching this progression and that's different from other franchises where you can just like skip a movie yeah and this film i think it's again like that book the thematic book ending of a young person grappling with death an old person grappling with death it's almost like just throw out the sequels in between mm-hmm. it's got that similar to some other franchises yeah. where something comes out of nowhere like but not in a way because like direction. we think
0: they made mistakes and we can do better just because right. we don't want to think all because it it is a franchise that has a lot of like potholes right where it's like well if sure. i write this how do i explain this thing from part three it takes a lot of thought and they just didn't because when when mike tells old reggie and he's like it's an activity to keep your brain sharp tell me the story from the beginning yeah i was like oh cool we're gonna see reg like rewriting his legend right talking all this up." no 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 we're just back to the washed out desert we're back to him trying to bang. Um, I don't know, right? There, There's moments in there that work. Like when Mike is like not believing him, he's like, you know, Reg, everything's going to be fine. You see Reggie crumble. Yeah. Because Mike doesn't remember. Mike thinks he is just this sad old guy. That he lost everything for no great heroic reason. Like moments like that, Reggie's done it long enough. He played it just right.
1: It pulled on my heartstrings. Right. When he says,
0: do I want to go out laying down or on my feet, shoving four barrels of fucking hell down their throats? You're like, yes.
1: Yeah, Reggie. Get up.
0: And they do nothing. Right. And then essentially they turn the tall man into this like really weird seventies episode of Dr. Who. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where he's like, "Ah, our paths cross again. I can give you your family. Like, you know, I have plans this to make felt everything like better, a sci-fi don't you? Intera-
1: channel yeah. television show episode yeah.
0: to it me. It was like a bad Doctor Who episode. Because instead of the tall man being this supernatural force of life and death, he's just like, I got a plan, stay out of the way. And when they cut to like the raging battle with the orbs and all this, I was like, That's a Doctor Who. That could just be Daleks yes. flying around. Yes. Right? It like could. it's it's the same exact thing. Like it's 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 nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. There's so much stupid shit happening, and it's all this big, grandiose battle. The The players don't matter anymore at all. Yeah. Why is the tall man saying, Stay out of my way to old Reggie? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> what is your plan? They never tell us that. They never tell us why right. he's doing anything. They never tell us why he ages. We just, what is we're the literally game? doing this exact same journey where it's like it's asking us the same questions, but in such a boring and tired way. And by the time you do the Reggie's been stuck in a machine. So that does truly say that this movie happens and the others haven't. That somehow, while the tall man is draining the essence of Reggie, right? Which mm. is a parallel to the dementia.
1: Right. He
0: is taking like the the movies two through four didn't happen. Because since the first movie, Reggie's been all fucking brained up and Mike saved him. Right. Because now Mike's like a soldier soldier and not a kid yeah. on a mission. Like, what the fuck are they talking about?
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's so...
0: <laughs> it's so... I mean, I literally was just like, I, I I, have no idea.
1: I... And I don't know that they knew either.
0: Yeah, and then Reggie's doing an Everything Everywhere All at Once where he's like, wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm in the hallway. And oh, yeah. I'm back in bed. And it's like... It's... I, I... I'm trying not to be as mean as I want to be, but this movie <laughs> is tedious to the point of being exhausting.
1: I can I can feel you. I can I'm feel mad. that you're you're holding back. But you're, this you're is the thing. To the hold reason
0: back. this movie is so fucking insulting is because I really love this franchise, and mm-hmm. I think it's one of the like underappreciated and a lot forgotten franchises. And I think the reason is because people might remember Phantasm, and a lot of the good stuff from two through four is just washed away. Right. And I think anyone who saw this would be like, oh, phantasm sucks. Right? It's it's unfair, right? Like now people look back at the Matrix and ding the Matrix because of the second and third one. Right. Right. I'm sure if you go on film Twitter, what always happens 20 years later, someone's saying that those movies are actually better than The Matrix. That always happens. There
1: are there are people.
0: Yeah, that always happens. There's always dummies that are like, I'll get more followers (laughs) by saying something wild. (laughs) Right? That the Matrix 2 and 3 are better than part 1. All right. If you say that, you're just seeking attention and you're dumb. Whatever. That's the game. You'll never find anyone <laughs> online saying Ravager is a worthy companion to Phantasm. Doubtful. It's at such a level that even a film Twitter clout chaser <laughs> would never dare type those words. Because you couldn't even begin to form the case. Right.
1: Right. Right. <laughs>
0: But that's what yeah. makes me mad is because I really think this is a great story. Like, I just love yeah. the world of Phantasm. And to watch someone so disrespected from within hurts. I thought, like, this one I took personally almost watching it this time. Mm. Like, it bothered me. Because I would yeah. say Child's Play is the one franchise. Like, every entry had something going for it, right? Like, I think that's the most consistently yeah. good franchise. Even Halloween, when they reboot and disrespect storylines, whatever, I thought they at least had something. Or Michael Myers is so elevating that it's fine, right? Friday's yeah. like that. Freddy Krueger's mostly like that. But like Scream. when I watch, yeah, Scream, I think they do a great job, right? When I watch Freddy's Dead, I didn't feel personally hurt by that. Mm. I was like, this is the inevitable journey for this movie. He got sure. a little too cartoonish. We put Roseanne and Tom Arnold in it, and the movie had a Nintendo, and it's not great. All right, fine. For the most part, it's still a Freddy (laughs) Krueger movie. Yeah. This one is barely, on any recognizable level, other than some surface-level iconography, a phantasm movie. Yeah. And that fucking hurts. This is the one franchise you're like, they're so fucking weird. And Don Coscarelli did write this. He didn't direct it. He did have a hand writing it. It's such a unique vision that they lose audience because of the weird intricacies of it. And to see this version of it, I do. It does like rile me up when I watch it again, unlike a no, bad entry riled. in any other horror franchise. Cause they all have terrible <laughs> entries. I don't get mad well, when I see the bad Hellraisers. I'm just like, eh, all right.
1: Yeah. You're like, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's a bad hell, ra- a pinhead movie that happens all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? For some yeah, reason, it does. this one,
0: it, like, personally angers me in a way that I've never been able to articulate. Yeah. You know, and I think it is like if you saw – it's Kiss doing disco, right? <laughs> Kiss was this weird, like, rock band that right? was never the best, but they had a thing. They had a makeup. Had a we were the Kiss army. It was great. And then it's like, wait, they're doing disco? <laughs> and, like, how hard that is to process and, like, ouch. Yeah. That's this is Kiss doing disco to me. <laughs> that's what this movie is, and it fuck it, it fucking. That's hurts,
1: a good man. analogy. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah,
0: and when Mike says, uh, "This isn't our home anymore," and they open the door to the fucking hellscape, right. that to me felt like him saying, "This is not." Your this isn't a phantasm anymore. movie anymore. This isn't your movie anymore, right? Like yeah. this is just an, an abomination that exists. <laughs> I feel bad. I want to have fun. <laughs> mixing it up about like wow wasn't that weird this is the one movie that adds nothing i'm with you you, is it nice to see reggie in the back seat at the end and see those three like hey guys let's ride off into the sunset bro
1: i'm a sucker for that shit that's sentimental shit
0: but the movie's telling us that that's not real and if you add in the post credit you just told me about chunk (laughs) is 100% dead and in 50 pieces Right. So if he's there, he's dead. Rocky rode off at the end of three. She's dead. Right. These are people that are all uniting in in death or hell or whatever this is. They're not off on like our Earth going to fucking have adventures. They're done.
1: That is a bummer. That's
0: a fucking bummer, isn't it?
1: That's a bummer.
0: Are Jody They're and on Mike their way really to bummer in town? Front of that? Now that now the Himikuda has a fucking giant Gatling gun on the front of it. Another image from the series that they've tainted. They're letting us know yeah, specifically like, Wait, that these we're people in Mad are. Max? This is, this is this a happening? dream world that Reggie yeah. is a dementia patient. And this is his final dream because they even cut back to Jody and Mike, even though Jody died in, in all realities. Jody's dead. They cut back to Jody and Mike at Reggie's bedside. Sure. So Reggie's slowly dying as he imagines them driving away, possibly imagines Jody in the room, touching his tits as he dies. Right. Like, what the fuck is happening?
1: I, I don't, don't know. know. Well, you know, this is making me think. So when we no. talked about the first Phantasm movie and we got to yeah. the ending, yeah, kind of oh. that, that led down the anger of, wait, it was that all a endings dream.
0: endings are the currency of, of, of right? Phantasm. Yeah.
1: Wait, it was all a dream. But that's, you know, the last ten minutes of the movie. Mm. That is this entire movie.
0: Yes. That's it. Cause I can throw that ending out of Phantasm, or I can just right. immediately start Phantasm 2 with their exactly. like or this is right. it. There's never been another movie that came in and let me wash the taste of this out.
1: Yeah. It's like that ten minutes stretched out across a whole movie.
0: An entire fuck that's a great way to put this one. Yeah. And there's just because there are these moments, right, where the tall man is. My need for you is now finished. He even says to Mike, and it's like, what did Mike do that, like, fulfilled right. his promise? They start shooting rocket launchers, and he's like, there are thousands of me. He does the Matrix Loading Room of Tall Men. I'm in dimensions you can't imagine. And then his mm. answer for the whole franchise, for everything, is the reason Mike mattered is because every tall man deserves amusement. And that was such a fucking cutting remark. Mm. That is such a painful line of dialogue in the movie. It's like, is that all this has been? That's all this has been? That doesn't make sense. None of this. (laughs) It it, it hurt. Like, it
1: physically (laughs) hurt me. Right?
0: Right. Mike was there for your amusement. That physically pained my soul when the movie. I was like, this is just so soulless. And it's so painful of a... And and I do think that's what I would tell people. This is why I think Phantasm 5 is a very instructive movie for writers or filmmakers. When you take on a franchise, these things fucking matter to people.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: There's a reason why it's an IP that you're getting a chance to make another one of. And Phantasm fucking matters to me. And to watch these writers so flippantly fucking destroy everything I've loved so callously and just to fucking throw away no budget digital piece of shit really fucking hurt man yeah it really fucking hurt because at the end when reggie's going it's just not getting any easier that's phantasm right the the grappling with age and mortality and reality that's phantasm right him saying it's a hell of a start to a trio as we know he's dead already whatever right do all of that yeah When you show me the tall man's woman form, just get shot and she's dead. Well, wait, where's the fucking tall man? He's that lady. Right. Right? When the tall man says he's done with Mike and Mike's done nothing and it's just a fucking gas. What the fuck is that? When you show him as Jebediah Morningside and he does nothing? Threatens Reggie?
1: Right. Well, and and again, ah, like, does it make sense? We know that Jebediah... Okay, in the previous films, this is, and this is more evidence of this that we have to assume that what they're trying to tell us with this last film is that none of that should happen because
0: they are 100% we the telling films, us that Reggie is just an old man with dementia.
1: Right. Because yeah. Jebediah Morningside went mm-hmm. into the portal and never came back. Mm-hmm. The tall man came back. So if that is true, you would not have Jebediah Morningside in an old folks' home Yeah, on his deathbed.
0: And why would – the tall man is never taken on that affectation. He did no. become a lady that banged dudes. Yeah. But he never became Morningside again. You would imagine that's a bridge too far. That's what right. somehow in that journey that we never saw he wanted to destroy. So <laughs> – and again, it doesn't I, make sense. Doesn't I make sense. hate doing these podcasts where it's just like lashing out at a movie. But when we decided we would do every movie in a franchise, right? It happened with Hellraiser, it happened with Texas Chainsaw. There are franchises that have inarguably bad entries.
1: Yes. It's about, inevitable.
0: Right. And I think a lot of them are bad because of budget, because of this, and because of that. The ones that really are painful are bad because they're so fucking lazy
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you might not have had the budget you might have been all digital the effects might have looked like shit that does not mean that on paper you can't sit down and do the work of justifying why we're hanging out with this one more time you can come up with one more thing for the tall man to say to us one more thing for reggie to say to us beyond it never gets easier right Right. that is that is just brain power and pen and paper right there
1: well, and, I forgive and, movies of, of the,
0: their bad budget and all that, right? I do not forgive the laziness that is totally. the, the well, end to me.
1: If any franchise can do more or yes. can get more stretch a small budget more, it's Phantasm. Phantasm. Look at that first movie, three hundred
0: thousand for that first one.
1: Yeah, right. And and basically, and like, it's a fucking
0: horror masterpiece. Everyone
1: loves like, it. Like. Four people to get any real screen time, and you know some other smaller characters thrown in there. Just a couple of settings, and a stretch of road, mm-hmm. all practical stuff. And, and not ball, a lot. Couple
0: blood squirts.
1: Yeah, like you jaw was. That's it. We <laughs> didn't need much.
0: And they they already built all that,
1: right? And if you're doing
0: it digitally after the fact, you can do that again. It's right. it's a lack of brain power, not finances right this movie could look like shit the whole movie and I would forgive like what you did last year with me the final Hellraiser Hellraiser (laughs) judgment yeah movie looks like dog shit it's a fucking (laughs) terrible visual (laughs) experience but at the end Hellraiser talks to an angel and kills it and he's like I fight back against the Christian God (laughs) you're like oh that's new that's interesting that's enough for me I'm an easy-to-please horror fan Yes, that Hellraiser judgment is a piece of shit that has <laughs> something interesting in the middle of it. And to yes. me, that makes it worth the journey.
1: And it was and it was something like, oh, that's new. We've never seen them do that before. Yeah. And I can kind of see where that. Yes,
0: that's works. what I'm saying. So they might have yeah. had budgetary constraints. You know, they couldn't make the movie they wanted, but they put the brainpower in to justify its existence. Yes. And this movie fails that test in one of the most epic crash and burns in horror movie franchise history. That is saying a lot to me,
1: I know, right? Friend. I guess you
0: could say maybe, uh, like Leprechaun has some really bad entries and some repeats, <laughs> but it's a but different, people, it's it's not phantasm. That is, that's a glorified SNL no. sketch that they just made movies out of.
1: Yeah. I mean, people enjoy, uh, okay. I don't want to speak out of turn. Maybe I someone has a different opinion. Yeah. I think a lot of people like the leprechaun movies because they're bad. Yes. I love like, that's that. That's kind of franchise. the point. I that's love it. That's the point it. that they're bad.
0: I love it. Right. And again, yeah. I never have to expect anything from it. Right. If I get a couple funny leprechaun moments, that's the whole thing. Phantasm. Sure. Told me we were doing more.
1: We have big for ideas. For
0: movies, they gave me big, heady ideas. Yeah. It was Doctor Who with horror. It's prog rock, it's niche, it's not going to be for everyone, but it was mm-hmm. for me. And it mattered to me, and this one just took a shit on all of that. And that, to me, is the hard part, right? That's hard. That's hard. that's the thing. Again, I'm not, this movie, inarguably, is the worst looking, worst produced, everything. Right? Angus Scrimm's a little too old. There's There's things that the movie can't, they can't change the fact they had no budget right you can put more brain power onto paper that is free yes that is fucking free yeah that i think is the difference that's why when i watch leprechaun back to the hood i don't get mad when it's probably equally as bad as this movie it does what it promises
1: that is true
0: this does not
1: promise a lack of
0: effort yes and I feel bad. I know people don't love podcasts where it's just a guy shitting on the thing. Hey, have you liked Phantasm 5 Ravager and you came to this pod like, oh, they're going to talk about a movie I like. And I Party. spent the whole movie shitting on it. I don't like doing that. <laughs> I would love for someone to have a talk with me and explain why this is not detrimental to what Phantasm built. Yeah. And if someone could explain that to me, I would listen and be happy. I would. So. We have to end here. Final <laughs> rankings of the Phantasm <laughs> franchise. I think we both have Ravager, number oh. five. Do you want to go that's, top down okay. or bottom up?
1: This is a good... Like, let me... So let's go bottom up. I, I should have been prepared for this. You know, <laughs> I should
0: have told you. That's my fault. Uh, Phantasm five is the bottom. I think Phantasm yeah. four is next yeah. because it falls apart at the end. I would then go Phantasm two. It's big, it's clean, but it doesn't take a big step. Yeah. Agreed. Now, here's the fight. I think we probably are in agreement on that. Do you like Phantasm 3 better than Phantasm 1? No. No? No. I don't think I can make that case either. So I think it is almost (laughs) exactly in the order they came out, except for that (laughs) 3 is better than 2.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think 3 is just more
0: fun, it adds some more mythology. It lets Angus Scrim work a little more.
1: Yeah, and we got Rocky.
0: And we got Rocky and Tim, which was fucking yeah. awesome. It was so, Yeah, fun. I think that one leaps up a little bit. But I think it is one of those franchises where it's, it's hard for an audience when every movie gets worse for the most part. I But know. I would say I the mean- difference between 3, 2, and 4 is pretty minimal. So I would say that Phantasm was kind of a straight line. Like, high, little lower straight line, and then just through the fucking floor for Ravager.
1: And then it just got weird, but not, like, good weird.
0: Not good weird. Just, like, why is this happening to like me? Like, why?
1: <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing this?
0: Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> like, people talk about how much, like, the prequels ruined Star Wars for them. I was right there. The prequels don't do anything as egregious as Phantasm Ravager.
1: Whoa, whoa.
0: This is so much better. What? Or The fa- the prequels are so much better than Phantasm okay, Ravager. Okay.
1: okay, now that might be true. I don't that have- true. Like,
0: That's a fact. When,
1: when it comes to Phantasm, I have no skin in the game because I came to these movies later right. in life. Like I don't have a long history with it. I'll tell so you which one hurt, hurt me more. So I don't feel as personally attacked.
0: Uh, Phantom Menace hurt me more at the time because Star Wars meant uh-huh. so much more to me. Right. But I look back now and I was like, even though they were bad ideas, at least George Lucas had ideas. And it gave us some cool characters that have then gone on to be in other shows. Like now we've had all these other shows and movies set in the prequel times. So people are retroactively saying the prequels are better. The prequels are a fucking that. abomination.
1: I'm not saying they're an abomination. No,
0: Alex and I went back and rewatched them all for our our other podcast we used to do. I
1: can't do it. I can't bring myself no, to do well, it. We were
0: doing it like lawyers. And we said, let's make the case. It's been a lot of time. Film Twitter is doing its thing where they're like, they're actually better than the original. Tri-. They do. Right. Everyone on film Twitter, every movie you hate, someone's going to say it's better than someone somebody. does. Well, that I, I
1: noticed generationally people who were. Yeah. People who younger. grew up with those. Right. When there were kids, little kids when they came out.
0: Yeah. They don't have a very different relationship to it. Like how horrible it was to see Jar Jar in our lives. They won't (laughs) remember. Like I camped out, right? Like I said, like a real big thing. Yeah. So Phantasm wasn't that because it was video on demand. Right. But Phantasm was more like you have that band you find in a bar, you're friends with them. And then all of a sudden they go big and just fucking turn their backs on everyone. Yeah, they totally cuts. changed genre. Yeah, they're dressed in Abercrombie oh. now, and they're like, oh, I don't even like. It was like for my wife when Gwen Stefani said there's no interesting rock music anymore, and she started doing the banana song, and my wife was like, uh, what, what? No doubt. Wait, what, what happened? And she was so hurt and sad and offended. and hurts, right? Because it was like her thing, right? No doubt was everyone's thing in the '90s, but this would be like your small band that you've really been a champion of. Just fucking change. Like when Metallica got their haircuts, people were really hurt. <laughs> like that's what this movie is. To
1: no, me. totally.
0: You know, it just, it bums me <laughs> out. But what made it better was having, having you with me on the journey.
1: No, I, <laughs> you know, so I, this was first time watched for me. I had not seen this because, you know, here's the thing. Anytime you have a franchise with, with sequels beyond a number three, beyond a trilogy, I'm, I'm skeptical. Yeah, That anything beyond four and beyond is going to be any good. and <laughs> But I am really glad to have gone through this phantasm journey with you because yeah. it gave me the nudge I needed to see three and four, which I had never yeah. experienced. And there was Checking a lot that way. I enjoyed mm-hmm. about three. And there was stuff I enjoyed about four. Five, I think on a sentimental level, some of that really like uh that friendship (laughs) stuff was very sweet and and i was feeling that so i'm glad that we went through this journey that's a nice
0: political answer yes
1: yes you know me well i think
0: this is why we like october right because if we did this like let's talk about the franchise at whole right and that was one episode you would miss a lot of stuff movie to movie You would miss that like evolving nature and you would just never even mention Ravager. Right. It would be forgotten. (laughs) Right. And I think when you force yourself to take every entry as part of the whole, we've have found over our October marathons that there's something really instructive about that. And I like that homework, even if the movie hurts me. Yeah. Right. And this year we knew was going to be rough because it was Phantasm and Texas Chainsaw, both of which have some notoriously rough sequels. But again, I think they're both. When they're good, they're so good.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: I just, I like, I like Phantasm, man. And, and will I ever watch Ravager again? The rest of my life, probably not.
1: Probably not. And I had forgotten
0: this. most of it for a good reason. You, I, I burn.
1: You and Dandy are always. You and Alex are always as more positive than so many podcasts. Yes. And personally, that I hear, yes. you guys are always very positive. But you also have to be honest. And every once in a while. Being honest means saying, right. <laughs> I didn't like this and it yes. bummed me out.
0: I would imagine most people, if we're like Ravager kicked ass, would immediately turn the podcast.
1: <laughs> and that's okay
0: not... because yeah.
1: there's another podcast tomorrow because it's the 31 Days of Horror. That's
0: right. Tomorrow we are Scream Fiving. Nice. So we also, sometimes we do a franchise and new movies come out. So we're finishing up Scream. We have another one maybe. But yeah, if another Phantasm movie comes out, you'll be called back into service.
1: I will come back into service.
0: You're our you're uh, our Phantasm correspondent now. <laughs> I will.
1: Yes. I I mean I commit to that.
0: Eventually it will be rebooted, like everything.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I don't think that's the worst thing. I think this one is prime.
1: Maybe it is. I don't know.
0: Like I don't know that the Hellraiser reboot was like the best thing I've ever seen
1: i really enjoyed it it was
0: good it put some new lifeblood in there and you're like i would watch three more of those right it wasn't a grand slam like evil dead's reboot but then what'd they do with that nothing but i think phantasm the big ideas the fun imaginary surrealism of it i think in today's world you could really fucking there's a lot you could do with it no you're not
1: wrong you have wrong. to keep well, some
0: of that practicality and finding a new tall man will be brutal. But like, what if Michael Shannon was hard. the new tall man? Oh, right. Think interesting. On
1: that. Perfect
0: interesting. for it. Perfect look already.
1: Now that's interesting. He'd be great. Well, if it happens, friends. Yes, I will. I will come out of the reserves <laughs> into active duty and
0: hell. Yeah. Well, thank you for making the time. I appreciate it. I had a blast. I had a blast.
1: I did, too. I always um, have fun talking movies with you.
0: That's right. Same here. Um, Tell the people where they can find your stuff on our way out. This is your last one for the month. Let them know.
1: For the month, yeah. yeah. So, Always folks welcome can back. Find me. You know that. <laughs> well, and I would love to come back anytime, my friend. Right. Folks can find me on Twitter yeah. and Letterboxd. Same handle for both at Carmelita Says.
0: Excellent. And guys, uh, as we move, we're almost done with the franchise segment. The second half is the guest-heavy portion of the month. If you want every episode, go to patreon.com slash do. There is a pod for every 31 days, but three of them are over on Patreon. So uh, if you can, if you'd be so kind, go over there and support the show and get your extra podcast episodes. Uh, This is a huge thing we do every year. We can only do it with the help of people like you, Carmelita. Uh, So thank you. We're damn near halfway through, guys. I hope everyone is
1: enjoying it as much as we are.